Hi, welcome to this second episode of Future Barn. It's not the second episode I planned on doing, but um, last week, um, early in the a.m. on July 31st, my grandpa, Frederick Lewis Tyner, passed away. Um, he was a lifelong resident of Elwood, Indiana, and he would have turned 90 this year. So this last week has been busy, emotionally, logistically, and socially. Um, and as we wrap up this week of grieving, I wanted to archive parts of his memorial. So my cousin Matthew will read the long, overly descriptive obituary Grandpa wrote for himself. Uh, my cousin Sarah will read the tribute that she put together about Grandpa's work with the Youth for Understanding program and foreign exchange students here in Elwood. And I'll finish the episode by reading the eulogy I wrote and performed for the service. I'm at peace with his passing. He lived a long, good life. Um, my mother, his daughter, seems at peace about the whole thing. And his memorial was beautiful and fitting. So before the episode gets started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who celebrated my grandpa with us, who sent flowers and wind chimes, who shared good vibes and loving thoughts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, and... Thank you for supporting the Tyner family in this difficult time. Frederick Lewis Tyner, born November 30th, 1930, Elwood, by Dr. Mott. Parents, Leon Tyner and Georgia Mabel Mormon, Tyner Noble. Grandparents, Curtis Tyner and Sarah Hancher Tyner. Chusa Mormon and Mary Jane Francis Mormon. Married, Barbara Joanne Reed, December 1st, 1951. Daughter of Freeman Reed and Anna Marie Reed. Son, Ted Tyner, born October 9th, 1955. Born at Phelps County Memorial Hospital in Rolla, Missouri by Dr. Barbara Russell. Married Cindy Brewer, children, Sarah and Matthew. Daughter of Tammy Sue Tyner, born May 3, 1958, at Mercy Hospital in Elwood. Married Jeffrey Gobble, son, Tyler Lee Gobble. Brother, Philip Tyner, born 1929, stillborn. Stepmother, Helen Gold Priest Yoey Tyner. Stepbrother, William Robert Yoey. Stepfather, Ebert Byron Noble. Half sister, Byrona Noble. Born 9, 19, 1941, lived two days. Half-brother, Larry Noble. Church, Harmony Christian Church in Leisure, Indiana. Baptized November 4, 1945, by the Reverend there. School, grades 1 through 3, Reader School, Southeast Corner, State Road 13, and County Road, 1600 North, Fall, 1936 to Spring, 1939. Teacher, Denver Mays, Substitute, Natina Mays. Grades four through eight, Leisure School, Leisure, Indiana, fall of 1939. Grade four, Genevieve McCoy, fifth, sixth, and seventh, Howard Hyatt, eighth, Ed Noble. High School, Elwood, fall 1944 to spring 1948. Great graduation class of 1948. Farmed with father until December 9th, 1953, U.S. Army, December 9th, 1953 until December 8th, 1955. Two months basic training, two months 
student automotive maintenance, 20 months instructor automotive maintenance school, uh, stationed at Fort Leonard Wood, Rolla, Missouri. Lived off base at Huffman Trailer Court in Rolla. Friends, Dallas Walker, Richard Rogers, Keith Clevenger. 1956 to 1958, bread delivery, Jonesboro, Gas City, Elwood, Pizza Bakery. 1958 to 1969, Wicks Lumber of Elwood. 1969 through 1972, Indiana, Michigan Electrics, Elwood, Alexandria, Appliance Sales. 1972 to 1992, Farm Bureau Insurance, Agent Anderson. 1992, retired to work on farm. Since 1956, he's been a life member of the Masonic Lodge Elwood, life member of the American Legion Elwood, member of the Elks Lodge Elwood, charter member of the Optimist Club Elwood, and previous member of the Eagles in Alexandria. 1976 to 1998, area representative and field manager of Youth for Understanding Exchange Student Program, over fam family hosted over 18 foreign exchange students. I just want to take a second to thank you for allowing me to celebrate the life of Fred Tyner with you. He was known by many as Dad, Grandpa, Papa Fred, or even Fabulous Fred. I also want to thank you all for your thoughts and prayers over the last week. They are greatly appreciated by the family. I am up here to share with you a part of Grandpa's life that meant so much to him. Grandma and Grandpa had two biological children, Ted and Tammy. However, they had 18 other children that called him Dad. Sandra, Danilo, Angela, Steve, Karina, Mimi, Lena, Gita, Kirsten, Simone, Sabrina, Tanette, Olaf, Kirsi, Gabby, Martin, Maria, and Susie. These 18 each lived with Grandma and Grandpa Piner for a year as a foreign exchange student with Youth for Understanding. <clears throat> Grandpa was an area representative and field manager for Youth for Understanding programs from 1976 to 1998. In 1997, he received their Hall of Fame award in honor of more than 15 years of dedication to international exchange and for affecting the lives of so many around the world in such a positive way. During Tammy's senior year of high school, they hosted their first daughter, Sandra, for six months. That was followed by Danilo for six months. From that point, each student was here for a year at a time. As a young child, I used to love riding down to the airport in his big blue van to pick up foreign exchange students. At that time, you could go right up to the gate. You won't find many family pictures that don't have random children in it. As, young, as a young child, I thought it was awesome that I got to be around so many different people from different countries. I used to like the time of year when Grandpa would receive binders of possible students each year. And yes, I would sit on the floor and look through them. It was pretty interesting when I was young to see what they were interested in from their, at their home country. And yes, some of these binders are still around today. <clears throat> I even remember helping set up the meetings they had each fall with the students and host families. One story that always stuck out was of the years was one of the years that we went to the international festival. Grandpa apparently didn't think that the no parking signs were for him. He also didn't 
dare then make the announcement for the big blue van to get moved. Needless to say, at the end of the day, when we went out to leave, the van had been towed. Even though they were only here for a year, they quickly became a part of the family. We had seen many of them come back to visit over the years. Several still keep in contact today. We have had family members that they have brought back with them as well for a visit. Parents, kids, nephews. When Grandpa passed away, we reached out to this extended group of families and we were asked to share the following messages as a tribute to Grandpa. One of the best experiences of my life was to be an exchange student in Elwood, Indiana in 1993. Fred and Joanne were the best host parents I could have asked for, and I am forever, forever grateful for the new family I have had since. I visited Elwood again a number of times, but the best one was in 2018 when I got to introduce my kids to Fred and our family and friends. Always warm, funny, and caring. We'll never forget you, Dad. That was from Maria. Another one said, As an area representative, Dad welcomed me in the Tyner family when things didn't work out in the first family I was given. I fitted in at once. Dad's quiet laughs and Ted's teasing and Mom's embrace of a new family member and the whole Tyner way of understanding how teens should be talked with and not to. All Dad's empathy have been passed on to my American sister, Tammy, who took me under her wings, and I'm also a school teacher today because of her. I will forever be thankful that Dad gave me the possibility to learn and grow in his family. All of my love, Karina, exchange student, 1989. Dear Tammy and my extended Tyner family, I was overwhelmed by sorrow and sadness when I was informed that Dad passed away on Friday. Dad was something very special, not only for you, his biological family, and his close friends. He was also a very special and unique man who shared his love for the U.S. with hundreds of young people from all over the world and made it possible for us to have the greatest life experience. I was a shy and introvert 17-year-old girl when Dad and Mom opened their home, life, and heart for me in 1986 and gave me a unique life experience that made a great impact on me and my life ever since. I enjoyed the trips we made together, the great fun we had, and I appreciate all of the support and service you provided during the year I stayed with you. Dad and Mom showed me a life and a way of living that was very different from what I had known until then, and they opened up my mind and expanded my horizon. I have carried you, Dad, and what you thought, of, thought about my life and myself with me ever since. I have thought and still think of my American dad and my year in the Tyner family with great gratitude. R.A.P. Dad, love you. Gita from Denmark, exchange student number 13, 1986-87. Thanks, Dad, for receiving me into your family. Thanks for being so kind and always patient to teach. Thanks for pushing me to always get better. Thanks for all of the trips. Your best was always the most fun. Most of all, thank you for sharing not only your home, but also your time, your family, your knowledge, and your life. I know for sure that heaven got a special one on their side. And that was from Susie. Dear Dad, 
You have touched many lives, including myself, and I am so grateful for being a part of the Tyner clan. A young 17-year-old came into your life and welcomed me with open arms and heart. You have taught me kindness, how to be independent, and be myself. I learned so much from you and opened my eyes to a different world and culture. Thank you for always being there for me to help me grow. Gosh, you never missed any of my volleyball, basketball games. Let's not forget my track and field games as well. I always ended up last, perhaps because of my short legs. But nonetheless, Mom, Tammy, Ted, and Cindy, you were there for me. Wish I could hug you one more time and tell you how much you have made a difference in my life. And now, we have another angel in heaven. Please give Mom and Ted a big hug for me. I love you always. Connect. Dear Dad, I am so glad you and Mom opened your home to Mimi and me, giving me memories for life. You were so kind, generous, and patient, always embracing our friends to join for pizza, playing cards, or for a weekend at the lake. You called me Crash with a smile since some things happened to break in my way. I didn't want to leave Elwood, and I think you were the one who arranged the departure to Sweden some months later in August, exact 40 years ago. So I got a beautiful summer in Indiana with you all, for which I am grateful. I will always remember you with a smile. Now you are with Mom and Ted. Thank you, Dad, for everything. Love you, Lena. Dearest Dad, my U.S. high school life was full of joy because of such a warm family accepted me. Dad always smiling and are loved by everyone. After I left Elwood, I visited close to 10 times over the last 40 years. Great part of, great part are of meeting him, especially the last two to three visits. Every time he picks me up at the Indy Airport luggage area and hugs me. Any restaurant, shop, people knows him and smiling and talking to him. I also cherish daughter and dad's trip to Japan, including Tokyo sightseeing tour, breakfast with sumo wrestlers. I'm going to miss you a lot, but I am sure you will love to see mom, Joanne Tyner. Love you, mommy. This is only one example of the first grandma, person grandpa was, and he will be missed by so many all across the world as he is now in heaven with Grandma and Dad and not in the place that Skylar referred to as Papal Fred's Big House. Love you, Grandpa. Hello, I'm Tyler. I'm the grandson that lives in Fred's house who rehung the seashell decoration in the dining room corner just as it is in family photos who collaged over paintings and other found objects around the property, who let the corner of the yard grow wild, just like Grandpa Fred did, a place for the rabbits and the birds to nestle and rest. I'm the one who was with him during his last night. In accordance to the COVID rules, we as a family had to decide on one representative to be his hospital visitor, and it was I. So I was there with him in the Elwood Hospital as he dozed in and out of sleep, watching together President Obama's eulogy for Congressman John Lewis. 
I was there with him at the Anderson Hospital as he slept, draping a fourth and fifth blanket across his cold shoulders, holding his hands so he wouldn't remove the BiPAP machine helping him breathe into the night. I see clearly the privilege I was granted by my family, chosen to be the one there with him that fateful night, so I wanted to speak of that honor, of being there with him, of being his grandson, of carrying on his legacy. I'm also the wild card of the family. The youngest grandchild, the mentally disordered, the hick, the weirdo artist. I know my family and probably many of you are worried about me, waiting for me to go off the rails. To be honest, I probably will lose it at some point soon, but I promise you it won't be because of the passing of Frederick Lewis Tyner. He lived a long, good life, y'all. Farming hard, raising my mama and the late great Uncle Ted, loving Grandma Joanne, inviting foreign exchange students by the dozens into our community, helping out at the elementary school, slinging insurance, and building up this good plot of property I'm lucky enough to continue on. Here's something many of you might not know. The first poem I ever wrote was about Grandpa Fred. The poem, unlike his life, was terrible. It compared him to a turtle, the whole slow and steady wins the race cliche, though apt for Grandpa's tempered, practical way of easing through life. I will save you the pain and not read it to you now. Instead, I want to talk to you about the only known piece of artwork by Frederick Lewis Tyner. Decades ago, he visited his cousin in North Carolina, whose husband was a visual artist. They invited Grandpa to paint with them, and this is what he created. I found it in a closet in the house, draped casually with the sheet. It's been hanging in the opening to my hallway ever since. A necessarily relic in my grandpa's path through life. The first thing I notice is the color choice. Three shades of the one color blue, as if he didn't want to waste water and time washing multiple brushes. Didn't want to risk colors mixing inadvertently, as if he didn't care to make things too flashy. I notice how it starts with the swath of sky, the Bob Ross-esque birds, the mountain in the distance. But as we move lower in the painting, we can see Grandpa engaged here for the first time in the exhilaration of art, allow himself to become more impulsive. Notice the bunny that seems to hightail it across the still canvas. Notice this thing that is either a minimalist shack or an unfinished horse. As we move down the painting, we see how this whole time, this whole world, has been floating, a hovering existence. The last thing I notice is his signature, his initials, FLT, in a neat, thin red script, which has me thinking about how we define ourselves, and in turn are defined by other people. In my final memory of him, laid in the hospital bed all frail, I remember thinking to myself, Grandpa Fred is really old. He would have been 90 at the end of this November, and being old at one point became his defining characteristic, as it does for all of us, if we're so lucky to live long enough. But of course, that's just recency talking. At certain points, he was defined as a farmer, an insurance salesman, a member of the army, as a son, father, uncle, cousin, grandpa, defined as a widower grieving the loss of his wife, a father grieving the death of his son, as fabulous Fred. When I think back on Grandpa's nine decades, he checks all the boxes you would want for a loved one's life. Full and comfortable, adventurous and challenging, loving and joyous. If you're like Grandpa, you believe that Eve's fateful choice with that apple made our lives perilous in need of redemption. 
If you're like me, you believe the materials of the universe have collided and coalesced for millennia to create these vast and wild creatures we find ourselves inside. If you're somewhere in between, regardless, I know you can agree with me that, as the musician David Bazan so frankly said, often, quote, it's hard to be a decent human being. My grandpa Fred undoubtedly was a decent human being. Through his keeping busy and by helping others grow and prosper, even at times to his own detriment. My most vivid and cherished memories of him revolve around this, doing these sort of activities with him, helping himself suckers and popsicles at the elementary school, making rounds with him to collect prizes and treasures for the school carnival and secret Santa shop, going with him to Indianapolis to pick up exchange students at the airport. Right before this COVID mess ramped up, a group of my friends came to town to work on a play, developing it right in Fred Tyner's dining room. In the middle of their week here, we all went to see Grandpa at the assisted living facility, his home for his final years. Gathered around a table in the lobby, we all smiled for hours as he shared stories of the farm, demonstrated how to do a Sudoku puzzle, and hugged each and every one of them hello and goodbye, inviting them to make themselves at home out in his old house. Since my return home a little over a year ago, I've been wondering what it means to be a good person living in a small town like Elwood. That's the next stroke in this ongoing painting of Fred Tyner's life. What do we want from his legacy? I'll tell you a secret. In the last year, barely a day has gone by where I don't wear an article of his clothing, a hat, his boots, this shirt right now. It is a reminder that his legacy is one of doing, moving a body around in space and time, using it to help others. If you take one thing away from this memorial, this chance to reflect on the life and death of Fred Tyner, please remember that we are each a part of his legacy. Maybe I was wrong earlier when I said this painting is the only known piece of artwork of Fred Tyner's. There was much beauty in his generosity to his community. There was much passion passion and the love for his family. There was great consideration, energy, and nerve in how he handled his business. As creators and makers, movers and shakers, may we all be so kind. <laughs>